Welcome to BA Chats. I am your host, Rachel Koontz. You're not a host, you're a hostess. <laughs> I you're can be the both, femi- brother, you're both. The, you're the feminine version of host. <laughs> and Who are you? Would you intro you? And it oh sounds, my goodness. And it sounds like hostess Twinkies. <laughs> Oh, I'm Kevin. I'm the host, which is I'm, I'm not a Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. BA Chats is an opportunity for us to show off marvelous people in our body, um, which is Bethel, Atlanta. And a primary purpose is because our genius producer, Josh Mersengel, genius, wanted to shore up the gap between the body and the leadership. And yeah. so we interview leadership. That's our primary purpose. Yeah. And then we show off you people because you're Mark. Yeah. And so that's that secondary and showing off people. We get to hear testimonies. Right. And as you know, the word testimony means do it again. God precisely. And so <laughs> we want we want you to know that this is now your invitation into do it again for you. So anything you hear tonight, same God, he loves you. He is no respecter of persons. And so lap it up, people. That's what I'm trying to say. And tonight is going to be a night full <laughs> drum roll, please. <laughs> ah! <laughs> this is going to be a night full of miracles and marvelousness because... And lots of hoots and haws. <laughs> because we are interviewing each other. We are. We're going to do it. <laughs> like, it's going to be great. I have been looking so forward to this again. This was Josh's idea. And since he said it, like, what? I mean, it's been months. I've been all... Uh, is it time to interview us? I want to interview Kevin. Can we interview each other? Is this the time? Okay. Just <laughs> when do we get to? Is this where we don't have anybody? Have okay, because I want to interview me and I Kevin. <laughs> I want to interview myself. <laughs> my myself. So we're going to get to share tonight about ourselves. And I really am excited because genuinely, and I'm all teasing aside, I'm going to quit giggling. I love our story. It is a really fun story. There are so many stories within our story. Well, I love my personal story between Jesus and me. I love the way he brought us together. It yeah, truly, me too. Not kidding. It is my favorite story, and I'm not even being silly. I just, it's so dear. I mean, I, if I'm not feeling my happiest, I will think about our story. And then always, you know, things that the Lord has done. And I just can get happy pretty quickly. It's the best. Okay, so we're just going to start. We're gonna jump, yeah, we're going to jump right in. Mr. Koontz, Mr. Kevin Koontz. <laughs> yes. You? Oh, I'm so excited to be here on the podcast. <laughs> this is <Can> wonderful. <laughs> Can you share with me your born again experience? When did you get saved, Mr.? Well, I thought we were going to talk about what we did first. Okay. And then, okay. and then like, at least what we're doing right now. Oh, okay, okay. Like our roles, so, so people know like what, what we do. Okay, you're completely right. I am the children's director at Bethel Atlanta. I was just about to ask that. So <laughs> well, you, you are okay, well, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, you know, we got him thinking in here already. So Mrs. Coons, what do you do at Bethel Atlanta? I am the children's director at Bethel Atlanta. I am a first year revival pastor at BASSM. So at the school. Yes. And, uh, oh, and we do the podcast. I was like, I'm forgetting something. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we do this. When we do the podcast. And I'm the Bible teacher at the at the, at the the um, college as well. At the Bible which school. So is an honor. I got to be honest. Can I be honest really quickly? Be honest. I, it's my favorite. I love it. I love, I love 
teaching Bible at the college. <laughs> it makes me so happy. <laughs> You're calling it the college. You're at, so cute. At, at Bassam. Bassam. Yeah. Bethel Atlanta School of Supernatural Ministry. I love it. Like, yeah. it keeps me up at night. I have dreams about teaching Bible there. It's I great. I sit it. on the front row every time, and I love it. And everybody uh, that I come in contact with after you teach is like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. I hope so. That's how I feel when yeah. I see it and when the Lord shows me. So I'm so, I feel so happy and honored to share that experience. Like I, mm. I just, I love teaching Bible at Bassam. It's my favorite. It okay. is. What do you is do, it? mister? Well, so um, what do I do? I serve alongside you <laughs> at the Bassam, at Bethel Atlanta Supernatural School of Ministry. Right. And it's right. super fun. And um, Rachel and I actually this this last semester taught an elective on the on American Herod, uh, the Holy Spirit in American history, and oh, it was really great fun. So I serve in that capacity, and then I'm also the number one volunteer of the world's best children's ministry on the planet. People, he keeps that thing running, and that is no exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always I'm always like, hey, I'm your number one volunteer. You want to take me to lunch? Yeah. <laughs> And I, I literally never do that. If she doesn't. <laughs> she refuses. I really don't. I'm like, integrity, man. Pay for you. Pay for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> so I do that. And I'm and I do this right here. You do I the do, podcast. I do the podcast. And I also have a full-time job. It's wonderful. <laughs> and four kids. Okay. And four children. So, <laughs> all right. So, Mr. Koontz, please. You know what? Actually, before we get to our Born Again experience, we need to honor our children. We Let's have, do it. Four children. We have Eden, who is about to be 19. She's a dream come true. Wow, how did that happen? I don't even know how to say enough good about our oldest daughter. Oh. I love her. She has just been, I mean, really, like, I, she has been a dream come true. She's just literally what I always wanted. Yeah. And she's about to be 19. And then her little sister, our middle daughter, is mm. Mia. Or I've got a full names. Victoria Eden is her name. Yes. I won't even start why we named these names, but God gave us Yes, don't do it because we'll be here another 30 minutes. <laughs> and then our beautiful Mia, Mia Elena Gabrielle. We call her Mia. Mia mine. And since she was teeny tiny, we told her she's little on the outside, but big on oh, the inside. Yeah. Oh, she's smart and decisive mm -hmm. and and she's just, she's got a great head on her. I love Mia. She's a really great person. Yeah, she's brilliant. Love that Mia. And then we have our third, which is Ava Cakes, oh, Ava who is Cakes. so great. Ava Catherine. Ava, 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 Ava Cake. My Ava Cake is oh, oh so, so great. <laughs> she's 13 and in middle school, she, eighth grader. She's going to be 14. Like oh my God, she's going to be 14. What's happening? Our kids are getting so big and she's marvelous. Ava is just She's our happy, sweet, singing, dancing, yes. musical, funny. Get out there and try everything you can. Oh, we just she's she's just yeah. a blessing. I just she you just like having her around. Yep. And then we have a four year old who's about to, who's be, about five. to be five. <laughs> and we we always what, what, Rachel, what do you always say? He is our favorite surprise we've ever had. Mm -hmm. And you say if I write a book of memoirs, it will be called. And then along came Quinn. <laughs> Those will be his memoirs. And then along came Quinn. So he'll be five and he's wonderful. He's he, keeping us young and being able to plug into two different generations. He's a prophetic little dude. He really is. Mm -hmm. I love that guy. He's Quinn is special. He really is. He's William Quinn, Leon Kuntz, and he he truly is brilliant. Like he's yep. a 
he's just a special kid. He's a fun kid, and I'm happy to have him. There's yep. literally not a day that goes by, I think, because he was a surprise, and we were 40 when we had him, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I, I think there's not there's literally not a day that goes by that I don't yeah. look at him, and I'm not like, Jesus, yeah. thanks. Thank yeah. you, sir. Sign in a wonder. Good idea. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you for just overriding Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The plan. We're Thank done. you, sir. No. <laughs> Thank you. I know, really. So, so anyway, yeah. those are our precious children. Now, Mr. Koontz. Yes. Tell me quickly about your born again experience. Well, so it happened. Uh, so this is really fun, a fun story. So I, I grew up in the Episcopal church and I, my mom and dad were really great. They, uh, one grew up in the Methodist church. The other grew up in the uh, Catholic church. And so when we had a family, they met in the middle and we ended up in the Episcopal church. <laughs> it worked, man. Yeah, it was super awesome. So I remember going to church as a boy and the, the rector of the church there used to used to tell my mom, this little boy is going to be a preacher someday. And I just, you know, so I grew up in the church, was christened. Or in a the, priest. Yeah, or a priest. Yeah, yeah, grew up in the church, was was um, christened and baptized in the church, and then I uh, was also confirmed as a 12-year-old boy. Babe, that was prophetic. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was prophetic. That, that priest, that was, that's it amazing. Was. You ended up being a pastor, a preacher. Yeah. Whoa. So, that's isn't that awesome. wonderful? Yeah. Yeah, so so at 12, I uh, I, I was confirmed and then uh, went, on into, went on into high school, and uh, the Lord was just after me, and I had a really great experience in the Episcopal Church in a movement called Happening. And um, it's when I started really realizing that um, the Lord really had a, he was just running after me. I can look back and see that. Then I didn't know. I just, I was having a whole lot of fun. Ended up in a church camp and was really having fun. And the Lord was wooing me and I got to college. And uh, we'll have to finish the story. So like your, when it dawned on you that you were a born again story, because that's when we met. Yeah. I got to, and I will, I got to college and developed a relationship with, with a friend and this friend um, just made me stop and realize that I actually had to have a personal relationship. In other words, it was almost an about face that I had to actually own my own personal walk with the Lord. And so we'll pick up with that here in just a little bit. She was a Baptist friend that Boy, knew about she, the Romans and, road. And she was. From birth. Yeah. <laughs> so That's what I learned. That's how I learned to read in the Baptist church was the Romans road. Exactly. So we'll just take that as a segue to hear about your born again experience. So tell us about, tell us about you. How did you meet Jesus, babe? My beautiful mother led me to the Lord and I wanted to get baptized right away. And so water baptized. And so that my memory, what really marked me is my water baptism. And you know, just to give a, a little bit of understanding here, Kevin and I have been doing the 21 day detox with, um, uh, Dr. Karen. Caroline Leaf, which mm-hmm. we would totally recommend. Please go do that immediately. And she's a neuroscientist. She's a neurologist. She's a genius. And there is actually a scientific term that, what is the name of the term, sweetie? Can oh, now I'm going to have to go look it no, up no, no, on no, my don't. phone. It'll mess oh, up our thing. Okay, well, okay. we keep going. Um, but it basically means we have the ability, the actual like mental ability to step outside of ourselves, look at ourselves and say, um, you know, that's not, that's not the truth that you're thinking. Come on. Let's get rid of this lie and let's replace it with the truth. Oh, well. So how I understand that biblically is our spirit, our born again spirit has got the ability to look at our soul that is changing constantly, that is being renewed every single day, that is starting to look like Jesus more and more all the time. Our spirit, who is the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, can look at our soul 
and say, you know, just, just counsel. Remember David said, um, why are you so downcast, my soul? Put your faith in God, right? I remember this. I have to give just a little bit of background here. Because before knowing any of that, before knowing anything, I, I have a visual of when I got baptized, water baptized, that it is like watching a movie. I play it all the time in my memory. And when we were doing this 21-day detox, I thought, oh, my gosh, scientifically, it's like my spirit was watching the whole thing happen. Wow. I can watch it. And, and it's not. it was not like, a, oh, I think it looks this way. I can see it. And I can see my mother braiding my hair. I was, again, I was seven oh, years old. I can feel special. her hands on the back of my head. And I can feel the presence of the Lord so strong. And this is in a Baptist church. But Jesus came. And my, my water baptism memory is a memory of Jesus, my mother, and me. I remember, I just remember everything about it. That We, we lived in slips because we lived in the South and it was so <laughs> hot. And so I had a slip on and a big white robe because, again, we're in the, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a, like a, they wear in the chorus in the mm-hmm. Baptist church. And a big white robe. And, again, my hair was French braid. And I remember even thinking that, and my mom saying how pretty my hair looked when it was French braided and feeling the pleasure of the Lord. Wow. I know. So, anyway, I got born again right before that. But the thing that I remember that marked me was when I got water baptized at seven. It was beautiful. I mean, it, it, it truly, it's one of my favorite memories. <laughs> Isn't Jesus something? That's so great. I know. Okay, so, can, so well, when, oh, you're going to, you want to ask me? Well, yeah, I was just going to say, so that was at seven. So then you had something that happened at 13 that was pretty uh, a remarkable thing, too. I was 12, almost oh, 13. Oh, 12. I'm so sorry. And I accidentally got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> well, how do you stumble into that, Coons? Tell me about that. <laughs> we were at Cause, church camp. Because I remember working for that one. <laughs> <laughs> We are at church camp where nobody was praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But mm-hmm. I, and we were in worship, though. I remember it was outside in, what was that little, little nighttime? Wyandotte, Oklahoma, yeah. at this little camp. And anyway, we were worshiping, and I was so overwhelmed with the Lord. And I had my eyes closed, and I was telling him it was before, I think I might have had my hands raised, even though it was before that was just the, you know, super accepted, especially in my my little camp that we were at. But anyway, um, I remember telling the Lord, I think you're wonderful. (laughs) I think you're the nicest, and I was just overwhelmed at how nice he was, and how beautiful, and how kind, and and again, I wouldn't have had the language then to say overwhelmed by the presence of the Lord. Right. But I was overwhelmed by the presence of the Lord as a 12-year-old little girl. And just telling him, I just love you. And I, the last thing I said was, I just want you. I, I, want, I want to know everything. I want to know you. And I'm in the middle of just gushing over him. And the first of three times in my, in my lifetime that I've heard him with my outside ears, this was the first. Yeah. And he said, open your mouth. And I opened my mouth and I had a prayer language. Wow. And my five girlfriends that I grew up with, which none of us knew, it just was not part of our normal, you know? Right. I was like, hey, listen to this. And I'm praying in tongues. What is that? And anyway, it was this beautiful experience. But I got the baptism and (laughs) I was, oh my gosh, I think I was 19 years old before uh, a beautiful now best friend got hold of me 
And if I had a mentor, she would have been my mentor. She was a Bible study leader in college when I was 19, best friend. And <clears throat> she was like, do you understand what even has happened to you? And I was like, no, what's happened to me? And when she explained it in the word, that's, I would say that was when my life really started changing. Yeah. Now, when, in that story, when you were at camp, didn't your friends like pull you aside and go, hey, your mom prays like that. <laughs> my mom. Again, we were in the Baptist church and my mom. I love that part of the story. She got the baptism in the Jesus movement, but it was yeah. not celebrated so much. So, but I, we heard her, but I don't, we never knew what was happening. If she ever got upset, if she was ever hurt. And um, like there was this one time um, she spilled grease on her hand. This is one of my favorite stories. She spilled grease all over her hand. I watched it bubble up. Yeah. And she said, stay in the house. And she grabbed her hand and she went outside in the backyard and she just walked. And I could hear her just praying at the top of her lungs, speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues. She stayed out there for, I don't know, I was little. It seemed like forever when I was little. But she came back in and did not have a mark on her hand. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So we knew, but I didn't know. There was no teaching. There was no explanation. And it wasn't in our church culture. So sure. I don't know what I thought. Do you have those things? You look back and you're oh, like, yeah. I don't even know what I was thinking. I was just a kid and my mom does that thing and makes her supernatural. And now she's Wonder Woman and my hero. What the heck is happening? But you know, so yeah. But that's when I got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Coons, when did you get the baptism? Yours is so entwined. Maybe we should, how should we do this, sweetie? Well, let's just start our story because it'll come, it'll come right along. What do you think? Okay. Let's do so it that to way. tell Kevin's when he really understood a born again experience and then his baptism experience, we uh, have to, or not understood when you, when you saw it written down. Yeah. Oh about, yeah. Oh yeah. You're born yeah. again because you, you love the Lord, your mother. Uh, she yep. she just handed you a heritage in the Lord. She loves Jesus, yeah, and you grew does. up, yep. you know, with a, an a Episcopalian Jesus loving mama. She's precious. <laughs> so, so I think maybe I think maybe the born again experience would be a good place to start. What do you think? Uh, no, with no? our story. With our no, okay, <laughs> no. Our story starts with a story that Kevin still has no memory of after twenty. Five years. I can't jog his memory enough. No. Yeah. To remember the first time that we actually saw Oh, oh, yes. This part. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we went to Howard Payne University in Brownwood, Texas, because we're all from Texas. Our families are still there. Hmm. And um, he was a year ahead of me. And he was an, so an upperclassman. So he, he's just sitting here grinning. This is when I wish this was film, man. I want, <laughs> I want everybody to see your handsome face One day telling this be. story. <laughs> <laughs> but so he was a sophomore when I came to school and was a freshman. And the upperclassmen were um, helping the underclassmen, so the new, the new students, mm-hmm. move, move in. in. I was barely a sophomore. <laughs> <laughs> really? It was like we were all, you were coming back to school. Yeah. It was my first yeah. year of school. So we pulled up in front of Vita Hodge Hall. Oh, yes. And and uh, with my mu- my father was driving. My mother was in the passenger seat. My um, sister, waiting, wait, my sister and I were in the back seat. Kevin, the upperclassman, comes and kind of pops his head. He leans down. And for those of you who have not seen my husband, he's like traffic stopping good looking. Stop it. <laughs> he's no, a go good ahead, looking going. man. Nobody would deny. <laughs> and he was a good looking man when we were 20 years old, 19 years old. But so he leans down and he says, hi, my name is Kevin Kuntz. 
I'm helping move the underclassmen in. Can I help you with your bags? <laughs> the smolder <laughs> was thick that day. Very thick. His black hair was shining in the sun. Skinny as a rail, son. I needed some weight on me. Man, I was skinny. His skin was brown, sun-kissed. <laughs> oh, this is totally well, how I remember it. Draw that his, picture, Coons. chocolate brown eyes. I mean, I froze. I was enamored immediately. I literally could not answer him. And he leaned in on, he leaned, I was, he leaned in on Rebecca's window, so my sister's window. And nobody said anything for a second because she was waiting for me to talk since I was the freshman, right? She turns around and sees that I'm like mute. I lost it. I'm like, I, 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 I thought you, whoa, I was undone. And so she turns to you. Beck says, oh, thank you. That would be helpful. I appreciate that. Sure, <laughs> thanks. You go get the bags. And then she turns around and looks at me and just starts laughing. And I was like, oh, my. And I remember saying, I came to the right school. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And my mother, mother was like, you better this do more so than chase boys at this school, Rachel, do then I'll pull you home so fast, girl. I'm like, and, you know, she's just, and I was like, where is that good looking boy? But my big sister had been to Howard Payne before me. And so she had put, she was on the tennis team and she'd put all of her friends, her older friends, Yes. All her tennis, her teammates in charge of, you know, the little sister or whatever, because she wasn't there anymore. And they so were the scouts. They were the scouts. And she told me, if you have any questions, if you need anything, you know, ask them. And they were, you know, prepared for me. So I ran to them. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, who is Kevin Kuntz? And they all said the same thing. All of them. Who's the that thing. boy? <laughs> I, who is that boy? And they said, he is the nicest person that you will ever meet, but he's as wild as a March hare. Don't date him. <laughs> <laughs> I can attest to that. It's, it's he true. Was partying at college. <laughs> my my RAs like witnessed to me like nightly. It was awesome. Thank you, Jason Losey. If you're out there listening, <laughs> man, it paid off. You planted some seed. You just <laughs> it's you true. changed the, the course, brother. <laughs> Brad Miles, I love you, man. <laughs> but anyway, Kevin has no memory of this, but it, it's it's like branded in my brain. It was awesome. Yeah. Yep. And so we met eventually. Yeah. You know. So, well, we did. We met eventually and we had this really fun relationship. And I, I remember um, because uh, I was thinking, wow, she sure is like really. Um, uh, um, what was the what was the what were the words I used? Uh, a oh. Baptist nun. Oh, yeah. How I said I used to t- I used to tell her. Well, because she, she was. Yeah, I would just say. Wow, I just didn't realize that the Baptist had nuns. <laughs> so until I met you, until Rachel I met you, Doolin. Rachel Doolin, and she would she would walk out of movies when they would blow GD bombs, and I'd say prude, and she'd look at me and she'd say lush, and so we just had we this each other. we just had this teasing relationship. It was because really funny. All of you young girls out there, you need to hear this part of the story. When I heard that he was not walking with Jesus, I shut it down. I was like, good to know, I'm done, and I I that was it. Like I moved on, yep. baby, and so and it, it was wisdom. But we formed this friendship, but it was basically just because we saw each other at school, yeah. right? And um, but it wasn't it w- we we it we had this friendship. It we, was like a yeah, it was just an acquaintance ship for a while, yeah. And it was for completely made up of teasing each other mm-hmm. because Kevin he had girls following him behind his school like little <laughs> ducks in a row. It was embarrassing <laughs> looking back. <laughs> wow! So I teased him about that. I'm like, what? I'm Join starting to blush crowd. here a little bit. <laughs> So I teased him about that. I teased him about his partying, and and he teased me about being a Baptist nun. Yeah, it was really fun. It was great. <laughs> I had a great, great time. time. <laughs> High five. High five yeah, on that one. It was great. College <laughs> experience was awesome. 
I mean, it was awesome. I mean, you know, yeah, almost it, got kicked out of school. It was great. It was great. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I'm glad I know how to listen. No, I just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, we were just acquaintances. Um, the school was about the size where you knew everybody. It's not a oh, big yeah. school. And, but one summer, Kevin went to camp. Yeah, so I, I, had, um, I had been going to a church camp all of my life. I mean, since I was age nine. Um, so in Comfort, Texas. Yeah, actually, right outside of Comfort and Waring, right next to Waring, a mile away from Waring. Anyway, <laughs> it's in the hill country of Texas, but it's the blessed country. And it was, you know, what it was an Episcopal church camp that I had been going to since I was nine, and just had built relationships and friendships along the way. Ended up being a junior counselor on staff, and then eventually a senior counselor on staff for two years. And in those years of staffing at camp, and in in those years of being at camp, the Lord just started a work where he literally was just wooing me. I was I was starting to understand like I would I would go to I would go to our opening and closing services at camp and I would cry and I was like why am I crying but I just want to cry and it was one of the summers that I learned how to play the guitar and so and the only reason I learned that's how special. to that's yeah. special to you yeah the only reason I learned how to play the guitar is because I wanted to sing camp songs all year long not just for a week or two weeks during a, a summer. That was powerful. Yeah, and um, and through that, um, you know, and that was you know kind of my high school uh, up through college years. But when I got in in that camp, I really started asking some questions. And the last session I I left, I had a good friend um, come up to me, and I don't think he knew what he was doing at the time. Um, but we were ha- it was an, neither one of us were in cultures, prophetic cultures, or yeah. gave prophetic words or knew yeah. you know not at all anything like that. Just had no, there was no language for it or but or there understanding. Was Jesus but and there was where Jesus. Jesus is. Oh, yeah. he just gee, people that love Jesus yep. just flow. And so this friend just said, "Hey, um, you know, I feel like the Lord is, has a really special call for your life. You're a special person. You." Like this is the way that you are. You're and you're really you're you're called out to be a light and and don't hide it. And it really, it it like it just ministered to me. It really spoke to me. And so um, that happened. And I came back from that summer after learning how to play the guitar. And I had a lot of questions. And guess who I happened to bump into? Bump into you called Mister. Well, you actually, I have to, the, you did come over after you had learned, oh, remember, oh, to right, our apartment. Right. And so you came over to the apartment and we struck up a conversation. Because you had questions and you came to the Baptist nun because, to say it. Yeah, <laughs> because this guy had a lot of questions about Jesus and about <laughs> what was happening over here in this wonderful woman person that I knew as the Baptist nun. And I did not know what was happening. And so we started a friendship we and did. started to get to know each other. And so and we hit it off. We are oh still yeah. two peas. Oh, we yeah. Really we used are. to make mixtapes for each other and drive around her little red convertible and listen to songs and You're sing so and have fun. It I was great. I have as much fun with you today. I really do. And, and so we just we just hit it off. Most every parking lot we pull up into, we're listening to our our music obnoxiously loud. Because I had a red convertible <laughs> with license plates that said Rachy. No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> and this yes. ridiculous yes. engine in it that was like, oh, it was it was the best car. It was a gift was for my fun. precious dad. Plates for my mom. They're so wonderful. But anyway, so yep. we built this friendship because Kevin just got, and he had always loved the Lord, but got really interested 
in the Lord. And then, yeah. well, <clears throat> yeah. So in our friendship, I started to watch Rachel and, and I started to watch a life that was lived out of conviction. And I had never really seen holiness on display before. I had heard of it talked about. I had, I had been around it and heard that word in church and I'd heard it talked about. And I'd heard about the Holy Spirit, but I had never like literally seen it manifested or display until I met Rachel. <laughs> and, um, and so there was this, like I was telling Rachel earlier, it was like a moth to the flame. Like I wanted to know what was happening. How can somebody actually live out what they're, what they're reading, not just mentally, Hey, I know all the answers and I can tell you what the Bible says, but actually manifest it, live it out on the planet. I hadn't run into anything that pure before. And it was, it was purity personified. And I had a lot of questions so what do you think this guy did? <laughs> well, what did you do? Were you going to say call the Baptist nun again? I called the Baptist nun again. <laughs> Just keep saying it because I like the sound of that. <laughs> but and we're kind of jumping ahead. This it yeah. happened in one big event because we, we had been kind of acquaintances, blah, blah, blah. But he called one day and asked if he had come over and at this if he could come over. And at this time, it was very rare. Like we weren't hanging out at each other's houses or anything like that. No. And I said, sure, come on over. And I put the phone down and I out loud with my mouth said, Father, why would Kevin Kuntz want to come over? And for the second time in my life, I heard him with my outside ears. So the first time was when I got the baptism, kind of on accident when I was 12, <laughs> didn't know what was going on. And he said, open your mouth. This is the second time. And um, he said, he's going to have a lot of questions. Don't give him your opinion. Get your Bible down and show him what the word says. Wow. And I, y'all, it was not a still, quiet voice. It was not like Elijah, your voice is not in the, (laughs) his voice was too, it was rolling through the house like thunder. Like, I'm like, I, I literally had my eyes. I thought I'm going to see Jesus. I'm going to, and I didn't see Jesus, but I heard Jesus outside ears, like my, my body ears, the ones I'm pulling that you can't see because we're on a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) So I went and got my Bible. I'm shaking. Yep. Like, and Kevin didn't know. And I would, there was I don't know no, what was happening. I didn't say anything because what in the world at that point? Yep. I just heard God with my outside ears. I would have heard God, period, would have been terrifying. But, yep. but anyway, so I didn't say anything. We sat there that day. This was the beginning of our friendship. Yeah. We had been acquaintances. Agreed. We'd connected on music. We'd seen each other around campus. You had gotten interested in the Lord. Yep. You had noticed me. Mm-hmm. But then this was the day. That we sat down, we sat down for four hours. Yeah. And Kevin just, why don't you dip, drink, spit, chew, cuss? <laughs> Go with those that do. do. <laughs> why don't? <laughs> tell me about what do you think about this, and why don't you do this? And and she, she did what the Lord told her to do. Which she didn't answer me from her opinion. She didn't answer from experience, but she answered directly from the Word. And from that moment, man, that's when I. That's when I knew this now has to become a personal faith. Like this can't be something I just talk about. This can't be something that I mentally ascend to this. There's an ownership that's about to take place. And so, so yeah. I ask him, have you ever read Romans 10, nine and 10? Because again, I, that's, that's how you learn to read in the Baptist <laughs> denomination. So I know. <laughs> we had, I had it memorized. You got to get down that Romans road. So. I, know, I know about that Romans road. So he was like, no, I don't think I have. And so we read through the Romans road together. And while Kevin had always loved God and always known God and had a godly mm-hmm. family. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was like, again, you said that so beautifully, sweetie. That was yeah. just the day that you thought, I'm I'm yours. Yeah. 
I, Jesus, I, I'm yours. I'm yours. And this relationship is, I'm, I'm now invested. And so, um, it wasn't, uh, it, it was really great. It wasn't too long. I, we, she basically right there in her kitchen, she led me to the Lord. I asked Jesus into my heart in the top floor of that little house that you used to rent and, uh, <laughs> or, or you were, you were staying in, in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and from there, wow. We just, our friendship just kept growing. It was really wonderful. Well, and yeah. it was a beautiful experience always, but Kevin, I was, it, it was so, the wonderful part of this story is while Kevin was really genuine seeing the Holy Spirit in me, I was like the wildest I'd ever been. <laughs> she was, oh, wow. Just so wild. I was, man, for me. Sneaking it, sneaking back in the dorm after curfew. Stuff and like that. <laughs> pulling Taco Bell up on a pulley out after curfew. <laughs> we had a curfew. <laughs> I mean, I, and I always. Living on the edge. I have always loved Jesus, but that's credit to Jesus. Jesus has just always manifested himself and been so kind to me, always. And so. Yeah. Who couldn't love him if you're looking at him in the eyeballs? And he's just always done that for me, always. Yes. And so I always loved him. I was not always living for him. Uh, and But when Kevin got born again, y'all, it was, it was literally from that experience, that Romans 10, 9, and 10 experience, he changed. And I uh, saw it and was like, what is this happening with you? He was a different person. I mean, yeah. a different person. Um, in a sense, this is just a funny thing, but he used to tease. Again, he had been raised in the Episcopal domination and was at a school with a bunch of Baptist folks. And he used to come to the mouth of the <laughs> cafeteria and he'd say to his fraternity Well, you're brothers, telling all my good ones. <laughs> oh, do you mind? No, I'm halfway into the story go, No, well, you're already there. Go for it. <laughs> he'd say to his fraternity brothers, you want to watch how to make, a, you, or want me to show you how to make a Baptist squirm? And then he'd come and just say out loud, Filth and florn and florn and <laughs> sassafras and, and we'd all be like, ah, he's going to hell. <laughs> pray, pray Somebody for pray for him. <laughs> <laughs> so he had a potty mouth, man. And you were never, at the time, I remember thinking yeah. you were a big drinker. You weren't. It no. was just my perspective as a, sure. I just had a, I had, well, I was not, never. I never drank anything ever for any reason. So yeah. at my time, I was like, oh. But looking back, it wasn't that bad. But even though it wasn't much, you stopped totally, like yeah. cold turkey. And it ended up being a conviction of ours after we were married that, you know. Yep. But it, it pretty much originated with you just were like, I just, I want to do this with yeah. Jesus and for Jesus. Everything just changed. It, it stopped. It was, it was the only thing I knew at that point was I just want to live for Jesus. And if all, all, the, all these things that, you know. You were looking for stuff. I've ha- I was like, yeah, let's let's get rid of that one. <laughs> he just was he just was in love, you know. <laughs> I was I was in love. You and bet. people do crazy things when they're in love, and so, so true. But so then we were best friends. I still to this day have never had a friend better than you ever. Mm, me neither. I know it's been I have it's been a wonderful, super amazing, bright spot of my life, yeah. really. But so we're friends, we're friends. This girlfriend that I mentioned earlier, who was our Bible study leader, and I won't go into that story, but she basically asked me, uh, do you have a baptism? And she's, because, you know, she said, I can see it on you. She was a spirit-filled gal. And I was like, I do have the baptism. <laughs> do you speak in tongues? I do speak in tongues. If I ever get upset or I'm in trouble, yeah. And she was like, whoa, do you understand what is going on here? And I was like, no, what? And she took me aside and showed me in the word the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I was like, what? <laughs> My favorite thing she told her is she said, 
If you don't, if you don't come to my Bible study, Rachel Doolin, I'm going to tell everybody on this Baptist campus that you speak in tongues. It was, it was Angela <laughs> it was, K. Shum. She, that is who said that to me. <laughs> she was using that leverage. It was really, it worked. I know. Well, I, I thought it was funny, but. Well, we walked, I walked, I walked into that Bible study and it's changed my life well, we ended up going to this spirit-filled bible study and we were floored we had no idea that this was going on in the planet and the the word and we were like what and I, it, I, yeah that's when things really like gained momentum i had never heard the bible taught taught with um the inspiration and unction of the wisdom in the holy spirit like i heard it taught no. at that at that Bible study um, with that. Angie. She She's just, still, she is a blessing. We've wow. seen her recently and I'm just like, I, she just is a, a beautiful person. I'm so yep. thankful for having her. But, but so speeding fast forward, Kevin gets the baptism of the Holy Spirit in this. Um, yeah. In that Bible study. In this Bible study. And then, whoa, then I'm really like, what is happening? He had a, a baptism experience like he did his born again experience. Yeah. And he just like, I mean, it, it was awesome. It well, was have powerful. To, I'll tell you, the, sh- the short version is I had somebody pray for me. I got one little one little phrase, and I said it over and over again. And I thought I was kind of... I can still say it because when we'd be praying in the spirit, <laughs> practicing, because we were all so excited, he would say it over and over, and I'd try not to giggle. I'd be all... <laughs> it was it was Baruka Taijim Yojim. <laughs> I said it over and over. And I, I literally, I was even like... I was working like part time <laughs> then too, and I would walk into the bathroom and like say it and go and look at myself in the mirror. Like, am I just going crazy? What is this? Is, am I just making this up? Like, this is just so wild and not me. And and it was really crazy. And so, but I had no, I knew in my heart, I knew in my spirit, hey, this is real. I have the baptism. There's going to be evidence of it. And so, um, so we had a a guy who was a, a traveling minister come through, and. Um, Maurice Sklar, he was yeah. Benny Hinn's right hand man. Yeah, he was Benny Hinn's uh, yeah violin player. Oh, violin player. Oh, yeah, and oh man, that he guy could. was gifted. Mm. So he would he would come through minister in our church, and so so uh, th- that just happened this one Sunday night. He was ministering that night, and we in this little spirit filled church. Yeah, that we started going to. That we started that going to. Study. Yeah, and so he he came and was like, hey, and I saw him. Hey, listen, I have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I know I have it. And he was like, oh, okay. And he was listening to that thing. He's like, okay, we'll repeat after me. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. I'm not repeating after you. I'm not <laughs> spitting after you. I'm not doing <laughs> and trying to make this thing. Look, I've tried it. I, I've done it. All. It It is not coming out. He's and he been goes, working on it, man. And he said, wow, you really believe this, don't you? I said, yes, sir, I do. And he said, oh, okay. Well, why don't you just close your eyes and let's worship the Lord. So I closed my eyes and he said, why don't you lift up your hands? And I said, okay. So I lifted up my hands and my my hands are just up, and I'm just worshiping the Lord. Just beautiful music going just, on. Yeah, just thank you. Just thank you. Worship music. Yeah. I'm sitting here watching this. I'm like eight pews behind, and I was all, oh, what's happening? So <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, you know, oh, Lord, thanks. And I'm not kidding you guys. Out of nowhere, like a train. I feel this. Two hands. Two hands. Both of Marie Scar's hands, and he slaps, slaps my neck. He slaps my neck. Pop. While his eyes are closed. Now, you would think at that moment that, <laughs> you know, that you would like, as a man, you would like open up your eyes, ball up your fists and say, let's go. Let's throw down. <laughs> I'm going to beat you up, Mr. But, Clark. Uh, you and your violin. But as soon as he smacked my neck, <laughs> your violin. But as soon as he I felt that hit on my neck, 
man, this prayer language came flying out of my mouth. And I was literally looking around in surprise, like, is this happening? (laughs) Speaking in tongues, I'm speaking in tongues. And I literally did that. I drove all the way home speaking in tongues. I literally laid my head down to go to sleep speaking in tongues. I woke up the next morning speaking in tongues. I went to the bathroom and got in the shower and was speaking in tongues. I was brushing my teeth and speaking in tongues the whole way. It was was beautiful, you guys. It was so powerful. It was an ama- it was just an amazing moment. So I went, I was working for a newspaper at the time. I went for my first appointment and I was speaking in my tongues to the whole way. I was selling advertising and it was to a medical place. And I walked up, I was walking to the door and a man came out and looked very dejected and very sad. And I mean, to tell you what, it was like, I didn't even need to think there was no, I wonder if I should, maybe I wonder if he's, Oh, I was literally just praying in tongues. I saw the man. I went right up to him and I said, sir, what is wrong? He said, I just got a bad report about, I have cancer and they're going to have to do something in my leg. And I said, well, that's not the last report. And it was just like that, that I said, this is what God says. I start praying for his leg. He goes, Oh my gosh, there's heat on my leg. What is happening? He starts to weep and he lifts up his hands and goes, Jesus has healed me. Jesus healed me. And he just starts praying in tongues right in the parking lot of this medical facility that he just came up after Kevin gets the baptism. So when, you know, so when the Bible says that like power, (laughs) like he gives you a boldness to be a witness and to Judea, Samaria and all the rest of the world. That's exactly what happened. Like I had this boldness that there was no, Hey, I have to think through four or five steps to know if this is what I should do. The Holy Spirit just, he knows what to do. And, um, and so it was from there, it was a boy, it was a ball of fire. It was a ball of fire. (laughs) It was awesome. Now we're still at this point, we are still just friends, right? Um, we might have. Well, no, I, I, we, we kind of, there's a, there's a dating portion in there where, you know, you asked me to date you, that whole thing. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just said it for the whole years. world to hear. People. Or at least the people listen to the podcast. People. You <laughs> I know said me it. At least through the podcast. Do I seem like the kind of gal that would ask this boy out? I, that's just all I have to ask you. She did. I did not. Oh my gosh. Yes, she did. Okay, so I, 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 this must have happened before the baptism. It did. After you got born again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Kevin, well, you have to tell this because it was, we sang at chapel because we had chapel at our college. Yes. And guess what we sang? I had learned how to play the guitar. Oh, we sang shine, shine Jesus, Jesus shine. shine. Oh, yeah. Oh, Man, that was the awesome. jam. We brought it down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> brought that house down. It was awesome. It was special. I remember what I wore. <laughs> No, don't go into it because we'll be here another 10 minutes. So <laughs> we have to anyway, move along the story. We sang in chapel <laughs> and they made a video of it. Mm-hmm. And then later on, Coombs was watching this video. Yeah, later and again, on. And we are so friends. And I mean, truly platonic. Like yeah. Just clicked. Still just great friends. I think besties. We're, we're super similar. Yeah. yeah besties. So I, I got, the, we, we got this video that was actually in the fall that that happened. So this was later on in the, or maybe, yeah, it was that fall. It was in that spring. I picked up the video. I watched it. I was home for Easter actually. Right. And, um, and I picked up the video, I put it in and we were just watching it and I watched it and the Lord said, there is your wife. And I was like, what really? And he goes, yes, that's your wife. And from that moment on, that was my wife. Yeah. He was in San Antonio. I was in Midland. So how long did you sit on that, babe? Um, until the following fall. So the following fall. Yeah. So here, I got to tell you, though, here's what happened. Because in that spring, so that was April, so that May, we actually 
we we actually is when we actually started to date and we met up in Dallas and Whoa, and you, yeah you are skipping are you skipping on purpose no oh my gosh what am I skipping the part where you say that I ask you out oh I did just skip that didn't I I can't even no no no, no. way Jose no no that's not that's oh yes that is I'm right I'm you're I, so I'm, I'm missing it Kevin hears that I'm his wife I I wasn't skipping that this. on purpose I'm sorry I was getting my story mixed up. <laughs> I am in Midland, minding my own business, <laughs> enjoying my good friendship with Kevin Coons. <laughs> Over the and summer. So we come back to school. We're just doing our thing. He yep. didn't say anything. So, mm-hmm. I mean, hats off. You're still a patient. I mean, you're still the most patient person I've ever met in my life still to this day. And so he's just doing his thing, being patient. And it, truly at school, there were all teasing aside. Kevin was really so nice. And you've always been such a kind person and a looker. That... <laughs> All of my girlfriends wanted to date Kevin. So they were coming to me because he had gotten to be such best friends. And they, and, and they were wanting me to, to set them up with Kevin. Well, I pinpointed the ones I was like, no way. She's no if dummy. Yeah, I'm like, I'm no dummy. If it gets serious, you are the jealous kind. You'll get rid of me. So I'm like picking from my girlfriends that had come up to me. And I'm like, this girl won't cut me out of the picture. And this girl won't cut me out of the picture. And I think I'd come up with two. Yep, you did. You had two it narrowed girls. down. And I was like, I had it narrowed down to two girls. And so I go to you and I'm like, hey, Kevin, I think these two girls, they're going to date you. Um, (laughs) They're super nice girls. And we're communicating about this. I'm like, I think they won't cut me out of the pictures. Like the three of us can hang out and it'd still be cool. Because I'm like interviewing in my own mind, right? (laughs) Wow. Kevin is nervous. He's like nervous. He's Sweaty palms and everything. And I'm noticing the whole time. And I finally am like, hey, are you listening to me? I'm telling you. What is wrong? What are you doing? And he just blurts out. <laughs> I said, well, I don't want to date either of them. And so Rick's like, oh, Mr. I can date whoever I want to. I don't want to date that one or that one. I get my pick. Oh, I'm Mr. Man, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Howard Payne. I could just pick who she I want totally to date. totally teased me. I, I, am, I wouldn't know at the time, but I'm like totally vulnerable being out. You know, I'm being totally vulnerable. <laughs> And she, completely clueless. she was clueless. And so I was like, well, fine. If I was going to date anybody, Rachel, I would date you. And what did Rachel do? Go ahead. You tell them. Complete silence. And I go, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> she left. Bolter. Bye bye. She was gone. She left in a blaze of glory. I was like, what did I do? Do I smell? Do I have bad breath? What? What is that? What did I just do? I went to my apartment, called my mom. I was like, mom, <laughs> Kevin just had told her the story. And she was like, Rachel, honey, that has been going on for months. Did you really not see it? I was like, what? You might have clued me in. I'm just frustrated with the world. And I told my mom then I'm like, OK, you know what? He is screwing this thing up. We are having so much fun and he's going to come along and oh, it's what all these boys say. Oh, I'm going to tell him no. And he's going to go, we can just be friends. And it's going to last for two weeks. And then he's going to be all, I'm going to die without you. And we'd be like, fine, then die because I don't want to date you. And it would bust up because this had happened because we were at the marrying age. Everybody wanted to get married at that little Baptist school. Ring by spring or get your money back. <laughs> that was the that that was, was, the that was the slogan. Man, it's so... I had had this happen and I was so mad at him because we were having such a good time and it was cramping my good time. (laughs) And I was like, man, man, I was just mad at him. So I went back over and I'm like, I don't want to date you. Yep. I don't want to date you. I I like what this is. I think we're having a good time. I'm a little mad at you that you're trying to mess this thing up. 
Kevin's as calm. <laughs> He's as calm as he can be. And I remember you were like, okay, that's fine with me. If we're just going to be friends is what you want to be. Friends is what it is. And I said, you're so full of bull. Yep. You, I give you two weeks, two weeks, and you'll be all, oh, I'm dying. I have to have you and all this. And you were like, no, I'm good. I'm good. We can just go back to being well, friends. Yeah. And so, and we, we did, we had a little separation there as far as just like, we didn't hang out with each other near as much as we were because Rachel was on guard. Boy, she I was, was ready. mad at you because you're messing up our good time, man. Yeah. But like how long goes by, honey? Four weeks? No, 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 not even. It was just two weeks. Yeah. Was it two weeks? Uh-huh, it was two. Are you sure it was two <laughs> weeks? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so anyway, two so weeks goes by and he was serious. <laughs> he was acting completely normal. Like he acted as if it had never happened. And it got my attention. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, that's a man of self-control He's and patience. That's nice. And, and genuinely, genuinely, my thought was, it, it meant a lot to me that you would be willing to downgrade if it's a downgrade, but you'd be willing not to take a relationship to the next step if I didn't want to. And you're like, no, really, we can stay here if you're comfortable. Yeah. So I changed my mind. <laughs> yep. She changed her mind. And I came back. This is why Kevin says I asked him out, but I didn't ask him out. You had two weeks before. You had said the thing. I said no and left and came back and said, uh-huh. I don't want to date you. And you said, you said, okay, we don't have to date. And I didn't yeah. believe you. And then it really worked out that way. Then I came and I said. Then she came and she said, do you remember that dating thing you talked about? And I said, oh, you would like to date me? Very well, I accept. <laughs> and that's how she asked me to date her. There you go. And he's been telling people that for our whole relationship. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. <laughs> so we dated and had a glorious time. It great courtship. A, it was a great courtship. And it wasn't like dramatic and stupid because I had been, you know, just too many dramatic, stupid. You know. Maybe once. I mean, dramatic. you know, we, we had a little, but I mean, it was, we still were having fun was the right. point. That was like my right. number one initiative on the planet at the time was to have fun. Well, yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> we still had fun. So we date for how long? And this whole oh. time, Kevin, I mean, this is like how many years, uh, a year has yeah, gone by. Yeah, so that was in the sp- spring that we started dating. We dated. We went through, we went to the summer. I went home and I, I went, I say home, to San Antonio. And I was a, I was a youth intern at a, a, an Episcopal church for a friend of mine. And so we were like doing worship stuff and in the summer at this, at the so a long Episcopal time. church. So a long time. So it went all the way around to the fall. Right. Right. And this whole time, it had been over a year where he heard the Lord. And I had and already known. Yeah. And this guy, cool as a cucumber, I had no idea. It literally had never crossed my mind. Because to me at the time, at that age, marriage was a big drag. I was like, whoa, there's a big world to see. I mean, you know, I just did not want to get married. I was not interested in it. I was interested in having lots of fun with you. Like that was, you know, we were just having a great time. So we meet in Brownwood at the summer. Anyway, long and short of this, we meet at the Blue Cactus. No, no, this is we have, no. We come back from the fall. We okay. went, it was like September. Yeah. Okay. So we're eating lunch. Same scenario. We're just sitting at this cafe, the Blue Cactus Cafe. I was just trying, yeah, figuring out a way to bring this up. And Kevin is sweating again. He's nervous, and I'm like, "What is wrong with you? Are you okay?" And he blurts out, <laughs> "I was like, I go, I go, well." The Lord said, I'm supposed to marry you. And I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> so I said, 
That's what I said. That's what you said. Yeah. I was like, I'm supposed to marry. Like, you're the one. He said, you're the one. That's it. And guess what Rachel did? I got to go. <laughs> Part two. I got to go. left and called my mother. Mother! <laughs> and told her, and she said it again. Well, honey, how do you feel about that? Don't you know? Anyway... And so I went back again and said, I don't want to get married. <laughs> Are you going to mess this thing up? Because we're having a good time. And Kevin did the same thing. Yep, he was I like, did. no, if you don't want to get That's married, you can right? keep it like this. We can yep. have it. And I was like, I give you a month. <laughs> and he was like, okay, that's fine. It stays calm, which is, that has been nice these, these last 20 years. Because I basically started out a feminine volcano. <laughs> and I do lots better now. <laughs> But so, but it has been a long time. I am a grown woman, but it has been so nice (laughs) these 20 years to have somebody just so peaceful and calm. It has done me very, I I just, I needed, I needed you. I needed that. So, so yeah. So Rachel got some, so we, she had some space. And so we said, okay, friend, uh, dating is where it stays and that's okay. And so, this goes on for six no, months? Well, September, October, November, December. Three months? Yes. Three months? Everything's in half for you, or double for you, <laughs> Coots. It was like 12 years. It was like six. I have, I'm the worst time person <laughs> on the planet. I literally am like, I, I have no concept. But anyway, he does it again. He doesn't say a word. He stays totally normal as if he didn't like blurt out, I want to marry you. And I'm like, he's got to be kidding me. No, babe, because no, no, we were right. in Dallas for our six-month uh, dating anniversary or dating. Yeah. Uh, no, it was Christmas, oh, remember, because we went in a horse-drawn carriage. Yeah. So Kevin took me on this beautiful date in downtown Dallas. We went to go see <coughs> James Taylor. We're still great big fans. Mm-hmm. Horse-drawn carriage. Which Something in the way she moves. Oh, fine. Yep. Go ahead. Okay. And then um, horse-drawn carriage, and he took me to this beautiful restaurant. Were we in the West End? Yep. Somewhere wonderful yep. like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't mentioned anything. And it's like the perfect time and everything's so gorgeous. And oh, he's yeah. just totally like normal and being well, himself. Dating, that's what we were doing. <laughs> totally, and what we decided. He's totally doing what he said he was going to do. And it freaked me out a little. <laughs> so we're sitting at dinner. Rachel leans over after having a couple of bites of her food and says, Do you remember that whole let's get married thing like the lord told you and we you said we should get married and i was like oh you want to marry me very well i accept i will take your hand in marriage that is a true story that is a true story that's how that happened yep so she asked me to date her asked me to marry her but then he was super sweet and stood up and told the whole restaurant she'll marry me yeah it was it was just a dream so anyway I think we're out of time, Coons. Oh yeah, we're way out of time. But it was this was so great. I feel like we're gonna have to do it again. This was so because <laughs> there's so we, many great things that happened after that. We that need a so more podcast to talk about ourselves. I'm having such a good. Oh time. my gosh, that is. <laughs> we are so self aware. <laughs> We've been practicing <laughs> self awareness at our house. Yes. <laughs> This is what happens when you interview everybody else and you don't get to talk and you just listen. <laughs> you know, honestly, though, these are my favorite stories. The Lord yeah. was so present. You were so much fun. And I just I love them. I just think about them yeah. all the time. We'll have to do part two and 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 talk about how we got from being married to 
kids to hear. It'll be great. Okay. It'll be great fun. So I love you, Coons. You're I love my favorite you, person. You're the best. Hey, and you know what? If you're listening to BA Chats today and you're thinking, you know, I just maybe you're thinking about marriage or what it could be or or young and wonder what it'd be like to meet your mate. Listen, this is a story for you. You can you can listen. I'm not saying, oh, this is exactly how it has to happen, but I can tell you this. This is a story for you to say, God, do it, do it again in me. So, I, because there's an there's an opportunity for you to have a great time in your dating relationship, your courting relationship, and your relationship with Jesus, and your relationship with you know who who you'll eventually one day marry. Well, thank you guys. We love you huge. Thanks so much for tuning in to BA Chats. Oh, so we have to do our thing. We have and to do our thing. For 20 years now. For 20 years. I wow, we had a little now. break. Oh, which we should go in there. We used to be radio show hosts. We had 100,000 yeah. watt. Christian radio station. Yeah, that we were DJs on. Hmm. Yeah, on the morning drive. And we ended our show like this. Rem- Jesus loves you. And we love you too.